T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. WTIC News Talk 1080. Thank you so much for being here, Nick. Thank you for being so patient. You're next on WTIC. Hello? Yes, Nick. Yep, uh... Your topic about the climate change, um, I was very fortunate to have a grandfather who built a uh, moderate uh, summer home in the Nisquamacate area uh, in 46. And as a young boy uh, from the age of five uh, and up through my teenage years, I spent summers there. Uh, I was very fortunate to work a deal with my family and acquire that heritage property Uh and with all the topics about the rising oceans and et cetera, and my mm-hmm. visits to Watch Hill over a period of 50 years, I really don't see it. I don't see it. But what I do see is that view from the back of the Andrea looking toward Block Island at night, uh, the visible flashing lights that demarcate the windmills. And on a clear day, you can actually see them. So... It becomes, with the windmills, a view pollution issue. And I think you've seen them in mountainous areas as well, uh, some in Connecticut. Uh, ridiculous. And I don't see the efficiency of them. Uh, I understand they can can have uh, 100 gallons of uh, hydraulic or cooling oil in them as well. And it goes on and on. I, I don't see it. And as far as electric cars... Uh, electric snowplow trucks aren't going to work out there between the lights, the plow motors, the heat required in the truck, the wipers running, the the salt spreader. Yeah, well, nobody says they have to be in the uh, in the plows, but work. but but they're looking to. If you're going to scale electric cars, there would have to be some kind of analysis of them that would demonstrate how it all works. And and it doesn't I just seem it doesn't seem practical at all. The refueling issues, but what is practical? I think. Uh, is hydrogen? I spoke to you about oh, no, a year yeah. ago. I called in. Hydrogen, I remember that conversation. Hydrogen, you know, no, hydrogen makes a lot of sense. I'm sorry, Nick. I've got to hold you right there. It's- It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. 
WTIC. What day is this? Where are you? Is the heat getting to you? Have you lost all sense of it? That happens sometimes. 860-522-9842. Chris in Glastonbury. Hi, Chris. I hate to be rude right from the get-go. What the hell is view pollution? View pollution. When you have to look at this, this is what made Ted Kennedy... The great lion of the Senate, as they called him in Massachusetts, who uh, worked for years to stop them from putting a farm of windmills out in Cape Cod Sound, whatever it's called, so we wouldn't that have to is, look at them. That is exactly who I thought of when uh, your previous caller so eloquently put that first before, you know, going into the inefficiencies and all the other bullcrap that goes along with it. Those parts I agree with, but view pollution... I've gone fishing many, 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 many times off of Block Island, two miles away from those things. You can't hear them. You can barely see them. And you know what? It makes it makes the idiots out there feel good. But I just, I mean, to say that it just doesn't look good, I'm sorry. If you're buying into this bullcrap that these people are selling, you got to buy in whole hog. Thank you, Chris. Good to hear from you. I like uh, somebody who gets right to the point, says what he says, and uh, I don't fully understand, but that's okay. Let's try, well, yeah, we've got Peter Lamage joining us now. He is a one of the Republicans, three of them, running for the United States Senate, looking for the nomination to be able to take on the, the, the Dick Blumenthal seat in the November election. Peter, welcome back to WTIC. Well, good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Tell us about your campaign, how things are going. Uh, it's very well, actually. We're doing two, three, four events every single night, uh, you know, uh, traveling all over the state. Uh, it's a great reception out there. It's a lot of energy. Uh, we're dealing, obviously, with the base, energizing the base, uh, talking to the unaffiliated voters, trying to convert them into voting Republican in this, uh, you know, uh, primary. Uh, the reception is great because everyone is hurting in our state, regardless of our political affiliations. We're dealing with the currency depreciation. We're dealing with prices. We're dealing with inflation. We're dealing Are you with, saying you know, that you're feeling like there's a more receptive audience now to Republicans? Yes, it is. I, I haven't seen this kind of reception, actually, for the past 10 years that I've been involved in politics. And all we have to do is just uh, get out there and make sure that we make a clear distinction between the failed liberal policies of the Democrat Party and what we offer in the alternative, which is conservatism. And I'm the only, you know, true conservative in this race. I have maintained my positions unchanged for the past 10 years. I still remain a conservative. I'm pro-life. I'm pro-Second Amendment, pro-Constitution. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that if I get a chance, if I win the primary, I'm the only one who can defeat Blumenthal, and I'll do so. So what are the things that are on people's minds? How would you prioritize? Well, it's the economy. I mean, you have to start with the economy. And I don't think that anyone can fix the economy with understanding, uh, without understanding what's going on with the Federal Reserve, what's going on with the currency, what's going on with uh, the gas prices, energy production. I mean, these are things that are kitchen table issues that every family is discussing every single night, regardless of our uh, political affiliations. And this is where the Republicans uh, can come in this year. I think that this midterm election is one of the most significant elections since Reagan, if not uh, since Lincoln, because we're fighting for the soul and, and the heart of this country. And we better win this, this confrontation between statism and republicanism. And that's what it is right now. Statism and republicanism. Explain that to us. 
Well, statism is about command and control, which is the liberal liberals in our uh, you know uh, federal government that uh, they want to have uh, full command and control. They are intentionally preventing you and I from creating wealth and equity, which is a God-given right, and they are doing that through the inflation and currency depreciation. And when it comes to republicanism, we are about freedom and liberty. The biggest threat to the Democrats would be. Uh, liberty through prosperity. When people prosper, they don't need the government. If people don't prosper, they are dependent on the government and the Democrats and the liberals, they want to create a permanent underclass in the United States. And what I mean by that is a voting bloc that depends depends on the government. And that's what they are doing right now. And we must defeat that evil ideology, which I call socialism. So this is really just a slow coup, in your opinion, the way the uh, the Democrats have been basically usurping the idea of having free elections by causing particular blocks of voters who are important to them to be so dependent on their election because of the gifts they give so as to rig the system. Well, it's been slow and piecemeal, but it's very evident. I mean, you look at every major city in the United States that is uh, governed or ruled by the Democrats, and they are complete chaos and lawlessness. They are complete failures. The educational system in those cities is a mess. Unemployment is high. Crime is rampant. And it's the Democrats who should be blamed and pointed out for, failed, for uh, their failed policies in these cities. And, uh, you know, uh, as Republicans, we should be fearless. We should have the backbone, the character and the fortitude to walk into these cities, make the argument that, hey, as Trump would say, what do you have to lose? Give us a try. And this is what we have to do. And I think that if we provide a clear alternative to uh, these uh, failed policies, we do have a very good chance not to win major cities, but at least we can make some inroads and make a good relationship for uh, you know, future elections with uh, you know, the residents and voters in these cities. We're talking to Peter Lamage. He is running for U.S. Senate as a Republican. He wants the chance to challenge Dick Blumenthal in the fall election. So in the primary in August, that would be the key juncture. You talk about the what's, what really is, I think, the low-hanging fruit for Republicans. A lot of Republicans lament that they haven't developed the city's bases of support in the city so much and that they have to go do it now, but that makes it a bigger opportunity because you've got people who are desperate for a competitive marketplace of political ideas so they can start to get better treatment from the Democrats. And I think they badly need the Republicans and will be excited to see Republicans coming into campaign. Well, uh, the Democrats have taken the cities for granted for the past 50 years, and the Republicans have failed to generate a good relationship with these, uh, these cities. If you go back to 2014, I spent a lot of time in Waterbury, and I was the only candidate at that time who got 48.7% uh, of the vote in Waterbury. And what I'm trying to prove with that is that if we properly approach these towns and these cities mm -hmm. and provide the alternative that they need you know, to what's going on in those cities, we can win them. And in 2014, I got approximately 500,000 votes statewide. You know, a Republican can win as long as we are fearless. And we approach conservatism properly, because if you approach it properly, embrace it cheerfully, and implement it correctly, it works for each and every group, uh, you know, ethnic group or, uh, you know, uh, voter group in, uh, in our state, and we should do that. Peter, besides the, the economy and inflation and, and the, just the burden of trying to survive in a state that is so overtaxed, what would you say is the number two issue that you hear from voters as you campaign? Well, uh, you know, when it comes to taxes, I mean, uh, you know, we are, I think, the 39th state uh, likely to do business right now in the union. 
And again, I mean, I don't think that the Democrats can make an argument that it is the Republicans' fault, because when you look at all the federal offices in our state are held by the Democrats, the executive is a Democrat, the lieutenant governor is a Democrat, the attorney general is a Democrat. Republicans are barely anywhere to be found here, so they cannot be blamed for what's going on in our state. And, uh, you know, I think that this time uh, you see the commonsensical Democrats coming to the table and saying that enough is enough and, uh, you know, too much is too much and we're going to have to switch to the Republican Party and give them a chance to save the state. And I think that's where we come in. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, the top of the ticket under Stefanowski is going to do well. He's doing a great job traveling all over the state, providing the alternative that we need. And if we get uh, Lumage for the U.S. Senate, that would be another addition to the ticket. And, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to win this. All right, Peter Lamage, what else do you want us to know? Well, the website is peterlamage.com, and I hope that uh, on August 9th uh, people get out and vote and give me a chance to win the primary. And if I win the primary, I'll be the one to defeat uh, Blumenthal. Peter, thank you for taking the time to chat. Let's talk again soon. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Take care. Peter Lumage, L-U-M-A-J, running for U.S. Senate, wants to take on Dick Blumenthal. It will be exciting uh, to, to have a competitive election. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody to stand there against Richard Blumenthal in a debate and actually confront him with the reality of, uh, of what he's created and what the people like him have created with their policies. It, it, we're in such a sorry state of affairs. It really is. It's re- a ridiculous place we've been brought to. A stunning place. Okay, so we've got on the table climate change as a topic. Because it's hot and sweaty, what is your interpretation of the heat and the sweat? Have you been softened in your resistance to the argument that that is the foundation of the climate change movement? That is that men are causing dramatic swings to weather. And our activities are impacting the way the world has always worked. The weather is not normal anymore because of us, because we burn gas and oil. We are putting carbon into the atmosphere, and that causes a greenhouse effect, and that causes warming to take place, and as a result, we are risking the future of the planet. Would you term what's going on right now as hysteria? Would you put it somewhere in the middle, or would you put it somewhere on the uh, other side? Absolutely true. We need to work right away. Where do you come down on this? And what do you think we should be do be doing? Because for me, the the argument should be focused on on realistic actions we could take. That if we are the cause, then could we? undo that effect and how and i want i want us to have a public debate about public policy instead of this big emotional thing that they do to us they just did it on guns you know create a big emotional expectation or requirement a hysteria that there is only one thing that can stop these shootings and that is more gun control there are no other topics. That, that's the, the Chris Murphy position, and Chris Murphy, that's his current position. And he was the, uh, the TV leader of this recent new piece of legislation becoming a law. 
It is nuts, he says, to talk about anything except controlling guns. We're in the same thing on climate. We have to stop burning gas and oil. They've never been rational about it. They're not being rational about it now. And now the EU is recategorizing uh, natural gas as, as green energy just so they can rig the system to allow them more time to figure out how they're going to do the things that are expected of them under the climate protocols. 860-522-9842. Rant line number 860-751-4698. We'll get into the rants next hour. Dave calling from Brantford. Hi, Dave. Yeah, Todd, uh, a minor subject first. The green energy from the natural gas, I think that is because it's emerging that all the, the waste from the cattle, you know, the manure and such, mm-hmm. they put that in digesters <laughs> and convert it into biogas. Uh-huh. I think that's how they're getting away with the recategorizing it as green. Well, get, but I, getting I, away is the key term, right? Well, you know what? Uh, it doesn't matter. The, the, the definitions don't count. We need the energy, and we need it from every place we can get it. There's that's true. Enough. Uh, what I want to talk about for climate change today, there's always a good supply of waste wood. Mm-hmm. There's always a hurricane, a tornado, an ice storm, you know, a summer thunderstorm that's knocking over trees. Those tree care services, they chip wood like there's no tomorrow. Those chippers are so much more powerful than when I was a kid. Uh, you know, they take trees the diameter of, you know, a fat guy's body, and they chip it whole. And there's never enough places to dispose of those wood chips. Around about Memorial Day, I saw a guy get a 20-cubic-yard a 20 dump in his driveway of wood chips, and he got it for free. Because the people that chip wood, there's just so much of it. There's no place to get rid of it. Wait, they don't make that into something for a wood-burning oven or something? That was my exact point. There used to be biomass combustion energy plants. They, if The source of their energy was not coal or oil. They would burn wood chips. And people, uh, the green weenies, decided combustion of all kinds is not good. But we have got, the desert southwest does not have trees, but we do. We need to burn those wood chips because it's carbon neutral. If you don't burn it, those wood chips rot, and they gas off as CO2 within about two years. Wait, so, so it's a freebie? It's, it's absolutely a freebie, and you could get those trucks full of wood chips from the, uh, you know, the guys who cut down trees. Yeah, they'll living. just gladly come over and, and drop if them off. You could have a central plant and offer them, you know, don't mm-hmm. charge them to get rid of their waste. Actually pay them to dump those chips for $50 a load. Mm-hmm. They'd come from a pretty good distance, to, and also you can store it. You could store it for months, and uh, I think that in Connecticut, we should be thinking more about that, and we're not. We just aren't. The green weenies are against combustion of any kind. It's not clean enough The for them. green weenies. That, the green is a, weenies that, that is a title I like, Dave, and I will use. Uh, how about this one for people who uh, get a check? Uh, on the Quickly. government for the I always called them public sector parasites. I know uh, the, the years I was a public school teacher, uh, I always derisively referred to myself as a public sector parasite because my check was drawn off a unit of government. Yeah, that's not that, that's not bad either. Thank you for that, Dave. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. WTIC News Talk 1080. Yes, WTIC. We're talking about all kinds of stuff, but climate change, I guess, first. Pete East Hartford. Hi, Pete. Hey, Todd. How's it going? Usually, um, I hate to follow your radical news because it usually gets me so rad throws you off huh it just throws me off my subject okay but actually i heard some, some somebody made a mistake they actually gave some news some positive news about those radicals being arrested um you know protesting mm-hmm. they should actually add to that and not only arrest them put them behind bars and throw away the keys like they used to say in the old days Throw away the keys. Leave those mothers in jail. All right, but what were you gonna what were you gonna talk about before you got distracted? Oh, about the Hartford Current. Um, about a week ago, I pick up the Hartford Current, okay, and the headlines. Okay, they tell about some corrupt politician in Connecticut. The wife pleaded guilty or whatever for stealing money or whatever, along with the husband. Okay. I read the story, the whole front page story. I'm like, whoa, it's great. They're finally putting something on the news about one of, you know, the real bad guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Read the whole story, even the continuance on the, on the other page. No mention of party affiliate. So what can we assume then that they're Democrats? Okay. Now, if that had been a Republican, and of course, I know it, it, they were Democrats. Okay. No mention of party affiliate. Okay. If it was Republican, Okay, the, 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 the co-caption would have been GOP member or whatever, you know. Would have been the headline, you mean. Yeah, in, in the headline, you know. Yeah. But I'll tell you about the Hartford Current. Thank God for the Hartford Current. You know why I say that? No. How the heck would I line my cat litter boxes? I mean, without the Hartford Current, the oldest running newspaper in this country, I would have no absorbent. Yes, but Pete, there must be more affordable ways to line the cat box. Terry Bristol, hi Terry. Hey, how you doing? Hey, listen, um, I'm not. I'm kind of a skeptic when it comes to climate change. You know, I'm all for warmer winters, but uh, you know, I think if you believe in it, I got a pretty good way that we could sequester a lot of this carbon in the atmosphere. Oh, good. Yeah, well, trees. Trees love carbon. Yeah, our trees are doing great. 
except for our foresters of Connecticut, all they see is money. And if you look, at, if you talk to a forester, and I've been kind of been interested in it a lot lately in these last few years, and been through a lot of Connecticut's forests. Some of our forests are getting quite old, and they look great. When you go into an old forest, it's amazingly beautiful, and they could be part of our ecotourism, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. But the state sees money, and they and the Chinese absolutely love our white oaks, and they're chopping them down. They're making clear. They're clearing forests out just so they can plant white oaks. I mean, it's ridiculous. When a forest gets to a certain age, they chop it down. But most people don't realize when a tree gets older and bigger, mm-hmm. it doesn't grow slower. It actually grows faster. So you get a big expanse of forest, and it gets really old. You're sucking up a whole lot of carbon. Yeah, you know? so, so they're knocking it down as they're arguing that we need more of them. There was a headline in the New York Times Magazine section this weekend. Do, do we need to plant a trillion trees to cure climate change now back to the Todd Feinberg show live from the NJ diet studios on WTIC news talk 1080 well that's entirely correct isn't it we just have to be we just have to be thinking citizens. We can't accept what gets handed to us. Joining us right now is Red Janky, the-red-line.com, the-red-line.com. Red Janky joins us as he does every week, and he's ready to talk to us about something. You might recall the phrase debt diet. It was a big deal for Ned Lamont. A couple of years ago, when he was just starting out, he was acting all high and mighty about how others had run the state into debt. He wasn't going to be that guy. Well, Red, what's going on now? Well, actually, Todd, um, Ned is, is, is not quite shooting straight on the issue of his debt diet. First of all... Like most the, uh, people talking about their diets... He's, well, he's not being honest. Assume that when you talk about a diet, the object or the result is loss of weight. So uh, the state's uh, borrowings outstanding under Ned Lamont have increased increased from $25 billion to $27 billion. So that's a curious diet in and of itself. Well, it's uh, because of inflation, the diet has... <laughs> <laughs> it's like people's inflation are eating when they're on a diet. So what happened? He must have changed course when we weren't looking. Well, you, you know, it's more, it's, 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 more uh, it's not a matter of what happened so much as it's a matter of he's misrepresenting. The state has not been on a debt diet, and he has not imposed a debt diet, and he shouldn't be uh, out and about claiming that he has its misrepresentation he's using fake rhetoric again enlarge the case okay that's just one count the other count is he has claimed that he has single-handedly turned the state around from what you referred to as a as a you know um a a perilous course Mm -hmm. 
and ultimate doom, and he has single-handedly improved our fiscal and financial situation. Now, um, nothing could be further from the truth. And it's not that he has mismanaged things. It's that the state turnaround um, is due to uh, three factors um, with which Ned has absolutely nothing to do with. First of all, um, the, the federal government has sent billions of dollars to the state. And the federal government has sent billions of dollars to every state. Ned Lamont had nothing to do with that. Okay? Secondly, um, the, um, the state itself is, is uh, a unusually large population of professional and wealthy investors. And over the course of Ned Lamont's uh, in first administration, and hopefully his last, through the end of last year, the stock and bond markets had been on an enormous, ginormous bull run. Sure, this is what I describe as the uh, income this, to these individuals who the, paid the, taxes to the state in ginormous huge. amount. Huge taxes. It's those evil rich people making uh, too much money, according to the Democrats. And paying humongous amounts of taxes to the yes. state. Ned had nothing to do with that. Okay. I see Finally, a pattern to here. The, to the extent that there's been any fiscal restraint involved, the fiscal restraint relates to a set of automatic, automatic budget restraints, caps, and and the like, and transfers. Uh, I won't get into the details, but these were all adopted in with the 2017 budget agreement before Ned Lamont even announced his candidacy. Much ran, much ran for office and assumed office. So on all three counts, Ned Lamont has had nothing to do with the state's turnaround. Well, but which, hang on by a second. Way is temporary. Hang on a sec. Why, do, why is it a turnaround? There are ups and downs in biannual budgets, in, in all those kind of random factors that you were discussing. Sometimes the tax revenues are up, and that's when you know you better get ready because tax revenues are going to go down and vice versa. That's Well, well, well Todd, precisely. Uh, Ned Lamont has similar, simply been lucky enough to have been governor and the state's been lucky, but he's been lucky in terms of his his position in office to have been there while these three factors um, coincided to the great good of the state. Now, your point is things go up and down, things go down, things go up. All three of those factors are reversing. A mm-hmm. true leader would would be going around the state and saying, we need to prepare for the future. We have been extraordinarily fortunate over the last three years. These three things have rained money on the state, and all three are turning around. The federal government's not sending any more coronavirus assistance to the state. That's done. Okay? I the hope so. The stock market is no longer on a bull run. Today's right. 
enormous rally not but but what what i find offensive about this red is that his response is to run around the state talking about what a beautiful job he's done and and how happy days are here again and he's he's not acknowledging these realities that you're talking about where it's things have already turned bad even while he's running his victory party yeah i mean it, it it is true leadership is to look forward not backward and Insofar as these budget factors are concerned, he's just plain been lucky. He has had nothing to do with turning the state around. Nada. Zilch. And the state is now turning the other direction. All three of those factors are reversing. Mm -hmm. And the leadership challenge going forward is to deal with the reversal of those three you know, elements of good fortune. And he's not talking about that at all. And in fact, he's embellishing to a point that is almost um, a, a function of malpractice in government. I would think so. I mean, we, he owes us the truth. He doesn't, you know, nobody pays taxes so they can be lied to about about what's happening with the money and what the fiscal condition of the state is. We, we don't hire people to run our most important entities and to take our money out of our pocket so they can lie to us about what they do with it. Yeah, and in his debt diet, he has actually an embellish upon, embellishment on, on that story, which is in the budget uh, recently adopted by Ned and the Democrats. In May of this year, they claim that debt service, i.e. payments, repayments of principal and interest payments on the debt, are going to trend down from what was anticipated. And that is due to a number of factors, the primary of which they say is an improvement in market rates. I don't know what planet they were on. This is May of this year, and they're perceiving an improvement in market rates. Let me just share with you bond offerings that the state engaged in. Yeah. December of last year, we issued bonds, and the interest cost on those bonds was 1.98%. In May, we issued bonds, and the interest cost rate was 3.9%, almost double. And in May, you're saying that there's improvement in market rates? So it was malpractice. They were lying to us. Red, thank you so much, sir. Visit the-red-line.com. We'll do it again next week with Red. 860-522-9842. And we'll do the rants during the next half hour. Steve in Springfield, hi. Steve, what's up? Uh Uh-oh. Steve disappeared on us again. Was that him last week that same thing happened to? Mike in Plainville, hi. The people... How can I put this? Too many people are staying home watching TV. They're too. They're ruled by emotions. Global warming. I haven't changed my my opinion about it. I went to college in Maine. I started my career up there, and I can remember a very hot summer of 1976. We had three weeks of over 100 degrees. Nobody was concerned about it. We just got on with our lives. We enjoyed it. But now, everybody's just fearful, everybody's paranoid, because they're told they're not smart enough to listen to your last guest. He made a lot of sense. 
They don't take the time to listen and check out these candidates, these people that are up here on a podium speaking. They let their head get full of you-know-what. People are busy. They're, they're gullible. They're busy. Yeah, they're gullible, too, but uh, they don't have much information because they're busy, distracted, and not interested in politics, too. That's an issue. Thank you, Mike. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. So this is you're wondering, wondering about crime. This is if you go to gcauley.com, you can see this video that this soundtrack comes from. It's a woman being attacked on uh, the main drag through downtown Greenwich. She's right outside of a restaurant. How about that? That's why you live in the Tony suburbs, right? Compassionate Democrats. Yes. They love those fancy shops, and so do their favorite thieves who they've let out of prison early because they had the right skin tone or the right ethnicity or they wanted them to be back voting as quickly as possible in their communities. I don't know. They are releasing people like crazy from prison, though. It's gone from like 20,000, 19,000-something to 10,000 people in prison over the last several years. And what are the criteria we might want to know? But I don't know if we could find out what the criteria are other than equity. They want, it, they want to provide equity, which they haven't defined necessarily other than getting more people to vote for them, using public policy as the purveyor of argument they want an equal amount of crime in the suburbs as there is in the city <laughs> that's what it means ah that's where the equity movement finds its energy more crime in the suburbs try that again in too early seconds. yeah sorry <laughs> that's all right i like the fast trigger finger better than the slow one Got to be ready to go. Anyway, you probably gave Mark a major palpitation, and his French fries are probably all over the floor now. <laughs> the floor of the chopper? Is that what it is? Whoa! Is that what the sound when Mark appears? Is that what happens? The great Mark. <laughs> That's what I, I can, hear I can in the squeeze studio. you guys in. Yeah. Let me squeeze you guys in right now. There we go. Mark's in the BVS Lawyers Traffic Center. He's just putting it back together. Yes, we just blew it up. We'll put it back together before uh, the uh, 508 report. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.